Hello and welcome to Different Twang Podcast with myself, Rue. I'm Shay. I'm Tendai, but you can call me Tens. And we are coming to you from the 0161. That's Manchester, if you don't know. Now you know. Ooh. Now you know. That's what's <laughs> up. And this Indeed. is We're episode back. six. Anyway, how's everyone? <laughs> All good in the hood. Uh-huh. How about you, Shay? I'm great. I'm all right. That's amazing. I've been so tired, but Bless you know, <laughs> I feel it's like I'm Sunday. always tired. Is that like no one told me this is tiredness? Do you know what comes with? No shade, but adult. I will say you don't sleep on time. Sorry, I. Okay. That's what I think. Shade, shade, I don't know. Shade is not. Shade is not sleep. <laughs> you don't sleep. Like, okay, if I had Shay's sleep. I was, I would be a zombie. She fits everything function. in 24 hours. That's true. I don't know how, She's can't. team too much. She just, a lot. <laughs> she doesn't rest. Yes. I feel so, sorry for So, there's her. your problem. And her body. <laughs> I wish I could just give, like, Chase a, a straight seven hours sleep, like, yeah. uninterrupted. Seven hours? Oh, I don't know if I can It's do a myth. Or eight. Eight? No. No? Yeah, Why? No. She's trying to be doing three, four hours sleep, this girl. Honestly. Yeah, like I function very well off four or five hours sleep. Oh, very well. I'm good. Didn't you just say you're tired? I will wake up. Yeah. Aren't you tired? I'm the tired. I'm tired, but I went to bed at 2 a.m. last night and woke up this what time morning did you wake at up? 11. Oh, oh wow. so you had you had your hours, and so I'm still hella tired. That's my point. So what's the point in me sleeping a lot oh. longer, and then still being tired? What but about you, Rue? How long have you? I, how many tired. hours did you sleep for? I I did sleep um quite late, but do you know like when the sun's out, I cannot sleep because it's too bright. So yeah, but I'm I'm fine. I'm cool, but One yeah. thing, guys, I want to tell you about me. I love sleep. Like, if there was a job where I could sleep, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> like, I can sleep through anything on... on. So, if someone says sleep, I can close my eyes and I'm gone. It, it's on 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 oh, demand. Wow. Like, right there, I can sleep. I When I sleep, it's not just like, oh, just like an easy sleep. It's a deep sleep. Someone can steal me in my sleep. And I, I, my mom always says, I worry about you. Like, are you okay? Because I can sleep. (laughs) I'm telling you. So yesterday I went for my first ever hike. Like, I I feel like I've been doing some white people ish at the moment. (laughs) And I was enjoy. I enjoyed it. I went with three friends and we went to an area called Rivington Pike. Um, like Bolton way and it was literally what I needed to be fair I've all this week all I've wanted to do is just let out my frustrations because do you ever just feel like not okay and then not know why you don't feel okay yeah yes yeah that's been this week for me like I've just been like not okay and I couldn't tell you why yeah and yeah. And all week, I think it's been like an amalgamation of different things and maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But yeah, I, so I just felt like I needed this walk. And my friend on like Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. was just like, should we go for a hike? And I was like, girl, 
You know my heart. <laughs> oh, yes, and the aim so was to get to the top and then shout, but there were way too many oh, people up there. Okay. <laughs> so I did not. And the weather was but, nice. Yeah, I, it was. It was good. It was like right amount of like breeze. And it was, I don't know if I could have done it if it was like super hot. No. But it was like the right amount of breeze, the right amount of heat as well. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. I feel like it's something that I'm going to try and schedule mm. in That's on like awesome. a monthly basis. Like one once a month, just go to a different location, go for a walk. That's good. That's good. I think I did. I had the same. I think it was after quarantine when everyone was like cooped up in the house. Um, I went for a walk. It was in Delstone Reservoir. And it's a beautiful walk. I mean, and like, I, like what you said, not that I wasn't okay, but I just felt like I needed to let some steam out or work mm. something in my body to release something. And after like that two hour walk, it was, I think it was a 10k as well, walk around. Um, it just felt so good. It felt so good. Something, mm. I think it released some endorphins or something that, you know, yeah. your body needs. Yeah. That's no, why it's I good to that. really regularly exercise or do yoga or something something physical yeah it is good mm. i just i just went walking around um you know like some worship music just walking around but like for ages when it came back my feet were killing but i would love to go you know on a hike because you know mm. i'm not gonna brag i got some hiking boots and they're tray cute so i think that's the reason <laughs> why i want to go <laughs> so wait cute. have you have you used the well, hiking boots of course well what, like this one time <laughs> i've only used them this once. one time a in bank camp, camp. <laughs> <laughs> Man. no i've used them once actually i joined this group it was like on instagram one of my friends found it it's called um black girls hike so it's just like a, oh. a group of black girls that go hiking I went to like the very first one. We did a hike. It was it was quite hard, but I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. I just yeah, I would go again. Definitely. Is this is this um a nationwide thing or is it just is it like Manchester based? Yes, Manchester based. It's like a local one. So oh, sick. yes, they yeah. went to I've seen them on their Instagram and they do yeah. take good pictures and it looks fun. It looks they fun. are good pictures. Oh um, wow. Um, I'm where, check do, that out. where do we go? It was like somewhere near Rochdale. I did I was like, I didn't know Rochdale was looking like this, but it wasn't far. And yeah, it was it was quite fun. So definitely it's good to just to like release and breathe some fresh air. But I feel like I need a release right now because the way um, you know, Shay, how you were saying, like, um, I don't feel okay. Yes, that's that's how I'm. I've been feeling as well. I'm just like, oh, Lord, just take. I think take I'm just care. weary of the ways of the world. Exactly. Oh, that's what really I feel. I, do you know what it is? <laughs> I feel like I feel the feels of cranes in the sky. Ba-da, if that makes da-da, sense, da-da. you know how Solange was like. I tried to work it away I try yeah. to read it away I try yeah. to drink it away I try to mm-hmm. sex it away all this stuff mm-hmm. like but I don't it's even know like what like the truth is like if you do, can't identify what's wrong you're gonna try all these different things yeah. to that is get rid true. of it but mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I think I just need to spend some, I think I need a moment to just be at one and centered mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. get my head clear. Yeah. I just feel a bit like overwhelmed. I think this season of like quarantine and everything has just been, there's been lots of highs and lots of lows. And I think the fact that we're in this space of the unknown and we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and we don't know yes. if there's going to be an another announcement and we don't know if it's going to increase and we don't truth of the matter is things are not going to go back to what they were before yeah it's just like this impending doom of what's next yeah and like i think i'm just trying to stay positive but also realistic yeah, but, yeah. i hate you i just feel it's a bit, just a weird yeah. time I think <laughs> I think it is just a weird time in the world at the moment and in life yeah. in general, but just in, it all yeah, works but then out. you've also got your own personal ish as well that you're going through, so it's just like <sighs> mad, mad. very mad. But yeah. Very mad. That's true. But yeah. It's oh, everything's a bit mad. But oh my gosh, speaking of the ways of the world making us weary, how does um how do you guys feel about BBC apologising about saying the N word? Um, they shouldn't have even needed to apologise. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. Exactly. That's right. I just don't see, understand, or get why they put themselves in a position twice in one week mm-hmm. to have someone say. I don't feel like I've ever heard it. I've never heard a news reporter on the BBC say the N-word before. I've mm-hmm. never heard it. And I mean, they weren't saying nigger with an A. I felt like it was nigger with an E-R. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's like, it was like, it was like, when I heard it, I was just like, it. yeah, yeah. I was like, and I, I was like, no, mm. that, no, that did not so just distaste, happen. Distasteful. And it was twice. And I mean, like, this is the same BBC that is making it seem like they're on our side yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of some of the content that they show. This is the same BBC that has this great black talent that supports the BBC, that holds yeah. the BBC up. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Like This is the same BBC that, you know, like one extra is supposed to like celebrate, in quote, Culture. urban yeah culture do you know what i mean mm. and then you're gonna just turn around and basically just slap yeah. everything in the face by say by allowing one of your your news reporters to say nigger and i mean the truth of the matter is she literally could have had as much effect by just saying the racial slurs yeah. um including the n-word or whatever yes. alluding to it but by somebody on the bbc saying it not just once, but twice. Mm-hmm. To me, that liberates people it does. that yeah. want to say it, say it, or that makes people feel like they can now repeat it yeah. as well. That's so true. And you, it's not okay. It's not. At That's all. so true. Because I would, yeah. And it's um, make it. One person told me a story one time at, at work. Cause, you know, sometimes we work with patients with dementia, or patients who are have mental health issues, and. Um, let, they can be racially abusive, but because this ill, you don't take it seriously. So that's fine. I give them a pass. So if then you come to hand over to me that, oh, um, oh, like let's say a nurse comes and goes, 
this this patient called um Tendai a nigger today. What did you need to say that? If they called me a nigger, why do you need to tell everyone else that yes. and that someone called Tendai a nigger? It's you could have said oh, this patient was racially offensive to Tendai. I think that people can figure out what you meant in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? if they say if they need it to be specific Yes. Say so that they said the N word. Yeah. In quote. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you telling me that if you were gonna write a report now mm-hmm. that you would now be saying they wrote they said N I double G A or N I double G E R like seriously, no, you don't need to say that. In the same way I'm I'm not expecting them to say to call travellers gypsies. Exactly. I'm not expecting them to That's say true. um um the P word when it comes to Asians, I'm not expecting mm-hmm. them to call um Chinese or Japanese people the words that they get that, used. Yeah. That, that they get used. Yeah. I just am not That's expecting true. it. So no. why on earth they felt like it was their prerogative to say it yeah. and then try and then the worst part about it was their stupid apology. True. Ah. <sighs> That, that initial to apology honest, was justifying them saying it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm just like, are you crazy? Are you actually mad? Yeah. Especially in light of everything that is happening at the moment, mm-hmm. where people are more sensitive, where people are more present with what is happening online yeah. or on the news and everything like that. Mm. You really, really think that this is okay. It's actually You've been not documenting okay. the whole Black Lives Matter situation, and you know how highly sensitive that word is, yes. and how highly sensitive the black um, people are at the moment. And you still go and do that. It's like, are, do you not listen? It's, it's like as if face. you are not listening. You're clearly not listening. Yeah, You're pretending to just... understand the struggle, and you don't get it. Still, I've, you don't personally, get it. Personally, think I just don't care because I think, well, like Shay, when you said it. When I heard, like you said, like when I heard it, I was just like, I, I thought someone had done like a voiceover or something. I was like, no, I, I literally was like, nah, this is not the BBC that people pay. Um, What's that? That TV license, that's for. It. TV license and our tax money. Pay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> side note, I'm proud not to be someone who funds that institution. Stand up, people. <laughs> the views of... The views of a room. I'm not watching any live TV if anyone from the BBC is listening. So I I don't pay for anything. So I am proud. But Mm -hmm. it's the fact that, yeah, like we were all surprised. Like, damn, the BBC, the big, big BBC is coming out here uh, sanctioning their news reporters to say the N-word. But I... I personally do not feel like they will be sanctioning other people um, to say other derogative terms like that. And then mm. one of them, um, like I was on Twitter and then this, uh, I saw this person were like, because like about 18,000 people complained, they stood in insurance apology. We saw that um, Sideman um, decided to, to resign because he was like, I'm not with that. And then, mm-hmm. um, like, there were, like, so many, like, other DJs and people t- saying, like, oh, we've been told to, to, um, not to say, oh my god, on radio, on TV, it might offend people. We're, oh, we're not allowed to use the yeah. word queer, even to describe myself, because yeah. it might offend people. Yeah. And then at this point, it's just blatant, like, it's, we're not allowed to offend people unless they're black. 
Yes. So yes. basically, in essence, bottom line is you're, you guys are not people. We don't class you as people because, we, yeah. We, yeah. That's just, You've always been that's insulted. Why stop now? You just are there. It's actually so mad because I was going to jump on what you were saying as well, Rue. Like, yeah. The fact that they have um, censored so many other things from being said mm-hmm. on yes. the radio yeah on tv on yeah. po- the podcasts or any of the content mm-hmm. that they put out but they felt that it was okay for a, la- a news reporter to say it just does not make sense Do to me or even the news reporter herself mm, i know she's mad i know because the truth of the matter is even if the teleprompter was um had the word written you wouldn't i say would it. i wouldn't say yeah. it i would i would Maybe even, maybe still try and keep my cool and my poise on TV. Yes. But I know that I'm, when I see that, this should be translated to the N word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As opposed to her feeling like she can now say it with her chest. And my girl looked like she was, she was like liberated. Okay, I'm reading in between the lines. I'm reading in between the lines. Like she was rubbing her hand, like licking her lips. Finally, say it, nigga. (laughs) Do you know what? She must have said it before, like in private. I'm telling you, she did. Because it was comfortable. It It did. She did not seem phased. And I mean, if I'd seen it, I would have felt. It's the same way. Like I'm not expecting. I do not want to hear pim of niggery come out of anyone's mouth when it comes to lyrics either mm-hmm. yeah exactly I was if say you that. are not black i do not want to hear you just because you heard niggas in paris no no, no. people in paris, paris if you want <laughs> <laughs> persons that. in paris in paris <laughs> what i didn't what did get in that what i didn't get in that report was when they said oh the family who told us about the story said it's okay for us to use do it, they work for the don't... bbc exactly first of all if your brand so they don't promote that language, why would you then say don't it regardless of whether yeah. you were given permission from the family or to say not. it or not? You should, as a brand, already know not to say it because that's not what you stand for. But clearly, that's the nonsense that our parents were used to tell us. So when yeah. they tell you to jump, you say how high. How high. Yeah. Said, <laughs> we can say the word how many times? <laughs> how oh many God. times can we say Do the you word? Think it speaks to like a lack of representation then because I, I'd like to think there must well, I don't know. Was there a black person in that in that room? Or around that team in that space, like because surely if there was, they'll be like, "Excuse me, mm-mm, let's not do this." Let's or even if if there was, maybe the environment is not comfortable enough for them to to speak up. But I would I would have thought if they had someone with common sense in that room, that would never had happened. Hashtag representation matters. <laughs> the truth is. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that is said every single time something mad happens like this. Yeah. We always say, was there someone in the room? Mm-hmm. The truth is there might have been someone in the room. Yeah. True. And they still might have felt like they didn't have a voice or they yeah. might have said something. Uh, it'd just be, it'd and it be might have just been overruled. Mm-hmm. There might not have been anyone in the room, so then it was done freely. There might have been a conversation around it and people just want to do what they want to do. But mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think <sighs> it's whether there's someone in the room or not, I'm sorry, sensitivity and 
common sense and morals should mm-hmm. come into play yeah. like ignorance is actually not bliss and mm-hmm. the truth is no one can say that they were ignorant especially in the times that we're in yeah definitely especially in the times that we're in so i think true. especially that more of them is... because they see all the stories yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i said before like they report they've been reporting about the offense the offense that's been happening how people feel the anger they've been doing the whole document documentaries doing a lot they should know better but they choose not to learn. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought to myself. Are you just pretending to understand? I don't think they get it's it. It's cool. I think it's because it's on brand. We seem like great people. It's just for image. It's just to keep up appearances for them to to be supporting mm-hmm. black people like that. So, yeah, yeah. Because you're the most informed people. It shouldn't even come to this. People having to complain, to beg you. It was like the second most complained thing about in, since 2017, I believe, when they introduced some complaint system. So it's just like, you know what? You've just said a big F you to our community. So that yeah. we know, mm. we know where we stand with you. Honestly, everything yeah. that comes from you is fake. It's such, it is such a shame that it took them losing talent like Sideman. Yeah. Mm, mm. Before they realise that, oh, actually they've made a massive mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or being able to see the, their wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, good on him for doing yes, what he did. Definitely. Because it's not easy. It is not easy. I don't know. I don't know if I could have done it. Could do you think you guys could have done it? Oh my god. I think the way my finances are set up, I couldn't have done it, but I would have wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yeah. is actually essentially it. Like even with my job now, I want to leave, but I can't. <laughs> I think I like that. I can't remember where I heard it or somewhere. It's like I'm not gonna say he's got side hustle, but let's say mm-hmm. he's got a side hustle and he knows mm-hmm. he's not putting all his eggs in one basket. Yeah. If you're gonna offend me there, I can move on to the next thing. Like I, I don't. You're not. Like, I'm not just dependent on one thing. Yeah. So for me, when he did that, I was like. One that that took guts because it's a main thing. That's yeah, a main definitely. job, but um, he understood that you know at any point either someone's gonna drop me or they're gonna do something daft that I need to then step up and say this is not okay, and I have to mm. step out real quick yeah. and step out um and do what's right. And I think he did. He definitely did what's right. I mean, that was a hard decision. I would not been able to do that. I'd have been like trying to find every yeah. excuse underneath the sun to excuse their behavior. And say, oh, they didn't mean it. I've been working here for ages. I know they're not like that. Because some people will say that. I mean, I would. I I think I would do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have a feeling I'd be like, I'd f- I'd find excuses for them mm-hmm. and forgive them. But sometimes it's like you need to stand up and say, no, enough is enough. We we've done forgiving. Mm-hmm. It's time to start moving. And I know. Like, it's a choice now to mm. remain because mm. you're not ignorant you're informed but you're it's hard you know to be mm. I, just, I think that's one of the things i want to i want to be able to put my money where my mouth is i want to be a person of integrity mm. um i think i think sometimes when you when you look at life you just think about all the things that you could lose mm. I think that can sometimes be what can stop one from doing what is right and taking the stand that one needs to take. But yeah, may we be able to get there one day. Mm, that's so true. true. Definitely. So, true. so, you know, speaking of, you know, Shay, how you mentioned um, about the BBC not sanctioning the P word and stuff. 
So when I got to this country from um, Zimbabwe, that's where I was born. Shout outs to all my Zim people. Can I get a woo Yep. Tonight, please, stand up. I am. I'm back in the world. here, man. Your sister's here. Okay. Hashtag Zimbabwean lives matter. We need to speak about that. Zimbabwean lives matter. We'll dwell. We'll they talk about that are, it's, It feels like a lifelong no, you, struggle. I've never not seen are, yeah. struggle. And everything that's happening is just wrong. And yeah. uh, so. So what happened? Came here from Zim. I was picking my sister up from school. This little boy in her class, he was running outside the class. And then he shouted that he was like, you P word at me. I was like, huh? Like, I, I, I just, I, I don't know what, what, I didn't know what to say. Like right now, just like I have no words. I was just like, huh? Like, what, what is this? Because I really don't get you. And um Can I just ask? Yeah. Why did he call you he called you a P word? Yeah. yeah. As in as in this the racial slur yeah. for Asian people. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Doesn't that just show the pure ignorance of of the racism even in this country as well? <laughs> that you can't even exactly. differentiate <laughs> two races. Oh, honestly. You don't even know. Yeah, did you're so dumb. You don't even know that I'm not even Asian. <laughs> Sometimes there's not a racism is laughable. Please, what did you say? <laughs> yes, so basically, just I just basically called the person of an idiot. Yeah, and I was. Fool in I was. Offer. Yeah, I was dumbfounded. I I didn't know. Like, am I upset? Am I not? Like, do I do like do I complain? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do I complain? <laughs> do I not? And it's it's just one of those things. Like, um. That, that, you know, when your parents, like, tell you about, you know, like, being, mm. like, living in this country, like, th- this stuff mm. is, like, this stuff is going to happen. So, I was quite, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one thing, when I first came into this country, I came in, in tw- 2001, so I've been here for 19 years. Um, mad. Um, it doesn't even seem that long time flies by. But when I first came here, um, I think, um... So, sorry, another one. I, I was listening to the podcast. Um, recently. Name the podcast. They called uh, Branch and Bantu Not. Then wow. they are. Are they from Manchester, right? Yeah. Yes, they are. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Um. So they've also recently started, and one of the in one of the episodes, one of the girls said, "I didn't know I was black until I came here," mm-hmm. and that I I related to that like. Oh, even though I was in Zimbabwe and I did go to school with white white people, um, I didn't really recognize my blackness until I came to England. Because you were the majority. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, I think that's why. So when I came here, um, people's expectations of what I would be like as an African in a classroom was mad. Because as soon as I came here, people were like, oh, so where, where are you coming from? And my accent was different as well. I didn't speak as much English as I speak now. Um, they were like, did you live uh, with elephants and lions? Did you live in a hut? <laughs> did you have electricity? Did you have lights? I'm like, it's, this is a world. Like, why do, why do you think that it's only in this country? <laughs> Even at your little age of year four, you're asking me how Africa is like and you're 
expectation or um you what do you call it your understanding of africa is very flawed yeah yeah it was quite high it's quite advanced compared to what you actually think and that's really annoying so adjusting uh-huh. to the culture here um the british culture was a bit interesting and understanding how they live because they I don't know. I just they irritated me the fact that they thought Africa was the uh, just a a place where there is soil, a hut, and lions and elephants walking around, and we're all living and not wearing clothes and running around naked. <laughs> what do you think perpetuates that idea of of Africa being so underdeveloped? I'll tell These you. Silly them adverts. adverts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the ones Red that Cross. are trying to raise money for um underdeveloped areas in africa, africa. yeah and, and the fact like, oh. that they bunch us into africa like let's be yes. real africa africa's got bare countries correct me if i'm wrong it's 54 it's a lot of countries and for you just to be like africa it, it actually irritates me i remember this is not even like from um you can sort of not maybe understand ignorance of children. You can because that's how they're raised. They're not like informed enough to not to just follow um what they're being told. But a big big mm. man where I worked um not the current job I'm in the one before like I used to because I worked for it was a large company they had like a restaurant in like the building and stuff so i'll go and get porridge for breakfast so he noticed that i mm. get porridge every day and we were hot desking and i sat next to him one of the day the days and he was like oh you like porridge don't you i was like yeah and then he was like he said something that was something like oh do they have porridge in zimbabwe or or stuff like him it, it was sort of as if like i was introduced to porridge when i got to this country and in my mind, I'm like, and you know what? I'm not even gonna call him a nigger. I'm like, nigger. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you think porridge is something that's just like it's exclusive. just exclusive to here, or not even that, or mm. or Zimbabwe? It's so underdeveloped that we we don't we don't even know what porridge is. I ate better when I was living in Africa than I ate, I eat here now. <laughs> Do you, Do you know, know I'll tell you the truth like though, I didn't know what lasagna, lasagna was until I moved to this country because we <laughs> never tried. <laughs> I think I've got a, a different experience mm-hmm. because I was born in Nigeria, yeah. but I was only there for um, a number of months. I wasn't even there up to a year yeah. before my mum and I moved to the UK and my mum was born in the UK so I'm assuming it was fairly easy for her to just come back Mm -hmm. um although I was born on African soil Mm -hmm. I have a very different experience of Nigeria because I was only there for a short amount of time and then uh I went back a few times whilst I was a child Mm -hmm. I don't have much recollection of it and then I didn't go for maybe over 20 years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the last time I went to Nigeria was the first time in over 20 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, Nigeria is lit. <laughs> That's oh. the truth of it. Nigeria is lit. I need to the go thing to Nigeria. Is, it, it, literally, you just need to know people and mm-hmm. have money. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's the best way for me to express it and i think that's i'm sure that's the case with most yeah places. i think that's zimbabwe Just, as well. yeah yeah Sums if you know people and you've got money you're gonna have a great time nigeria's lit Imagine. i remember at one point i was there like do i even want to come back do i want to come back and i think <laughs> I it's know. one it was a day being stuck in traffic for maybe uh, was it about six hours or something like that oh that God. i realized that yeah no, 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 no. I cannot not. live in this country. Six hours? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's just mad. Just, it was, this then. journey was mad. meant to take me 45 minutes. Oh, God. And, Why did yeah, you take and six I'm hours? so glad as well. I was with the driver instead mm. of in an Uber because I can... Uber was cheap, but six hours in an Uber would have been Ooh. different. He probably would have just told me to just... Walk. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I would not know where I was going. Though exactly so i was blessed that i was with the driver yeah Um, but yeah in terms of like my experience um yeah the the vast majority of my life has been based in the uk yeah but um i had a very nigerian upbringing yeah um my parents have instilled very nigerian values and culture within myself and my brother and my church like the people around me my church for years was very black very nigerian Mm -hmm. i've got a close family network but i've known dual nationality because in the end once i get home i'm uluashil when i'm out i'm i'm a different name yeah which is a remix which was a remix of my name but i think it's quite interesting having to deal with dual nationality yes because sometimes you get a little bit lost like understanding your identity and where Mm. you stand you know in your house you're very much whatever nationality that your parents are especially if they're not doing dual nationality at home they're doing Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're yeah. <laughs> like like you're Zimbabwean in this showering house. with bucket and water. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> bucket and you know, even though there's a sh- don't get it to there's a shower and there's facilities for a shower, but you're out here having a bath doing well, bucket you're and having bucket baths. Even though I used to have. I used to have bucket buffs in the UK. No, yeah. No. Yeah. No. no, no. Quick question: Was it because even though the shower was working? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> like it's it was... so weird like it's just like that cre- being a creature of comfort yeah. but then you leave the house and it's like even when you're out and about in public yeah. it's then like there's this new persona that has to be taken on board like do you know what i mean yeah and until like, like maybe now you mess up and then my parents will start speaking to me in yoruba yeah. outside yeah oh, i will never forget this day actually mm-hmm. when uh, i was in I was in America with my mum and um <laughs> she's seen it's I think this was in the early stages of us really being exposed to trans people. Okay. And and I think this was before like the whole finessing of you know trans people can finesse us at the moment because you can see a trans person Trust. and not know they're a trans person. No, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But this was a time when mm, not so much like yeah. you knew this was a trans. This was a man that is now in women's clothing and maybe mm. in his transitional period. Mm. And my mom just started speaking to me in Yoruba, mm-hmm. being like trying to understand and identify this woman. <laughs> yeah. But my brain, I input it in Yoruba, but I output it, it in, in English. English? Yeah. Yeah. So 
And because what my mom was saying was like, in my mind was like, mom, you cannot say this. Yeah. Like, hush, yeah. shush, please, like, shut up. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to be like, shut up, shut up, shut I up. Can shut up. You. But I can't say that. I just started to panic. I felt like I could, I was like breaking down yeah. because I was just like, mom, people can hear you. And she was looking at me like, no one can understand what she's saying. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter was, unless there was another Yoruba person there, which I'm pretty sure most of the people around us were white, mm. no one knew what she was saying. But I was, computing it and then re- re- translating <laughs> mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. every and I was literally having a mental breakdown like I feel like even my body started to convulse because I was like oh my god like I remember just being like oh, mom, mom. like and I couldn't obviously like whereas I would like maybe if it was a friend I'd just be like shut up do you know yeah. what I mean like shush yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't even now say that to my mom I'm panicking oh, and it was just like that I remember always remember that moment being like Ah, this is that was to me almost like a illustration of my dual nationality of it being like, I'm so Nigerian that everything my mom is saying to me in Yoruba, even though I might not respond to her in Yoruba, I am I'm hearing it as clear as English. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I think besides that, I think navigating dual nationality can be just is a lot. It is. I saw something on Twitter. Actually, I think one of you guys shared it with me. And then I actually had a conversation with a friend about it. Um, It's a tweet that says, In Jamaica, I'm English. In England, I'm Jamaican. Both deny me, so what am I? Mm. And when I tell you this tweet cut deep, Mm -hmm. I was just like, I knew exactly how this guy felt and what he was saying because... I was like, this embodies my entire upbringing. Mm. Um, even sometimes, even now, like I still have those moments where I have an identity crisis because I'm just like, what am I? Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of talk. I think I saw another tweet recently where it's like, oh, I can't understand how you can understand your language but not speak it. And it's just that's like... me. Yeah. For, some, for a lot of us, that's just our reality because yeah. it's not that I don't want to be able to speak Yoruba. I would love to be able to speak Yoruba fluently. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand it to a certain degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking it is a whole nother ball game mm. because... For years, like if I tried to make an attempt to speak it, I, I would mad. just get laughed out the yeah, room. You know what I mean? get yeah, it would just be like, I'll, yeah, you, you get ridiculed. So then that can knock your confidence. And yeah. even now, sometimes I get in my feelings about it because I'm like, it's not my necessarily yeah. my fault. But then I guess I do have the ability that if I wanted to learn it, I could go Good. and learn yeah. it. Mm. You know, it's when you're younger, the opportunity was there to learn it, yeah. but you were ridiculed. Yeah. But that's the time when it's best to learn it because you're a sponge. You take things in. You, you mm. learn quicker. Yeah. You learn easier. But yeah. now if I try and learn it now, it'll be, a, I know it will be a lot more difficult. It'll yeah. take a lot of time, not just because of how my, how much my brain has developed, mm-hmm. but also just because of the, t- the time to put into it. Th- that's the thing. I wouldn't have as much. I've yeah. got so many other things that I will probably prioritize because I'm like, well, at least I can speak one English one English hey see can I ever speak English well <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's language. Language. Oh, that's nice. so it's okay like yesterday no like yesterday I was at my uh, friend's traditional wedding and um, Oru was there and because I they speak um, Shona all the time and I'm fine with that I love it when people speak to me in Shona because it just keeps my mind t- like remembering the words I understand it fully I can read it and I can write it but I can't speak it fluently. I Like, if I was to speak it, 
I feel like I have to activate my brain to think in Shona for me to speak in Shona because I think in English, English comes out. My, my, my parents speak to me in Shona and I reply in English. It's not because I'm just purposely replying in English, yeah. but that's my brain is already replying you in English and that's what comes out. Um, yeah. So I think, do, do you think in Yoruba and then answer in English or do you, when you're speaking Yoruba, what, the bits that you can speak, do you say do you think it in english and then say it in yoruba in all honesty i don't really speak yoruba if somebody asks me to say something in yoruba yeah you go blank i'll be able to say what i can but mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of the process in my brain so you did the word that you like, said before earlier on when i was cussing earlier yeah. yeah did you think about it in english or did it just come out to you in yoruba it just came out in Europe. Exactly. But that's the thing. If you don't speak the language all the time and, f- and fluently, you're not going to think in that language. But as soon as you think it, when that's what I find when I'm speaking Shona. When it does come out, it's because I'm thinking that in Shona at that moment. So then that's when it yeah. comes out. But So because I don't speak the language on a daily basis and mm-hmm. speak a fluent conversation... You can't ask me to do that because I don't even think in that language and that fast <laughs> for me to reply you and continue a conversation in, in Shana. I would love to. I understand everything you're saying. But if I was to then reply you in Shana, I have to purposely think about yeah. what I'm saying for it to come out. Do you know? And then I think that... even in that thought process, yeah. it can slow it down. Exactly. It can, you can, it can then make it seem like you, you like start second guessing yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, which then can affect how it then comes, comes out. out. Yeah, because you're not saying it with confidence. But mm. there are certain yeah. things that I know that I can say confidently. Mm-hmm. So it will come out yeah. because i don't think about it in english and it yeah. just like you said i'm just thinking about it in yoruba it comes out with confidence it comes out clear it comes yeah. out concise do you know yeah, what i mean exactly. it's just like clear bam concise. but exactly. if you're now like oh if you put me if you put me on the spot it's not gonna sound great i yeah. know what you mean and i got that big issue as well when i speak with yeah. it in, in um shana and then in english with an english accent it just sounds wrong, so I'd rather not. Um, like, I would rather mm. not, because I just feel like I'm butchering the language. Like, what's the point? <laughs> do you know mm. what? what? That's another point? thing that people, like, do to put you off. Because for me, I'm comfortable speaking to Shona, to, um, to people that won't say, oh, your Shona accent's this, or or people won't make stupid comments. So if I know for myself, me speaking to you, and um, you you've sort of like made fun of how I speak Shona from then on I'm speaking to you in English because yep. I don't have the time you you you're trying to tell me my accent's wrong fam my accent's like a mixture of stuff you have to like understand and even in that like mm. you know like going back to Zim I'm like with my cousins and it's funny because they would make fun of the way you speak English because in Zim, they're used to a certain way of speaking English because yeah. I I don't know what accent I have because, like, people in Manchester, like Mancunian people, say I don't have a Mancunian accent. But let's say I'm speaking no. to someone from London, they say I do have a Mancunian accent. So I have sort of have a riffraff of accents going on. I feel on. like your accent's lost in translation. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I keep it low key, okay? <laughs> Incognito and shit. 
that's who I be. You ain't know who, where I'm at, where I'm coming from. But girl, that means confused. <laughs> dot org dot com, all of them. But so, like, they make fun of the way I speak English, but in the same breath, also make fun of the way I speak Shona. So, to all of y'all, like, I can't even speak. But I came over here when I was. I think I just turned 11 and my sister, she was four. And like with you, Shay, like at home, pretty much 100% from Zim, you're 100% like Shona and stuff. And even the way you eat, the way you speak, (laughs) the way you bath. (laughs) But I will, that that bucket (laughs) bath thing. confused <laughs> only use that actually if the if like the hot water was if was not hot and it was cold and you had to go heat it up mm. downstairs then bucket bath <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie to you like i think it's the end bit where you just pour the water the grand on finale. you i love that bit the I grand love finale that is the best bit. oh that's, that's my oh, sometimes i used to literally just fill it up on purpose <laughs> to just pour it all over myself do you know what i mean oh, do you know like no, the grand finale was the one oh, it's amazing it's like but um so anyway we love i need to buy a bucket now someone buy me housewarming gift <laughs> just so i can experience I see some people bathing no but i'm telling you i swear i've seen some people still doing the bucket bath really? with their kids Especially with kids, because you're not going to fill up a full tub of water. And, me, and those little baby dishes only last for about, what, a year? And I then after that, it's bucket them, time. Just for fun. But, um, it's a bucket time. Yeah. I'm standing it. <laughs> so I was saying, and then, like, outside of it, you're, like, in school. But then I also have, I think um, all of us, we also have, like, um, names that are not English. And navigating through that as well. And, and it's just a bit mad. But, you know, sometimes when... I used to like say something in Shona. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's English. You know when you when you f- forget to leave your Shona at home and and you're out and about. <laughs> <laughs> I've done or, that because you wow. know for, for words you don't have to think like um for example hanzichi means like oh what do they say sort of thing and i say that it's like a frequent thing that i say i say hanzichi all the time sister gets annoyed about it so i'll be like to my white friend hanzichi <laughs> <laughs> i mean what do they say <laughs> it's just i i just find it i I find it so funny and um yeah like i feel like it's to me it it is a blessing and sometimes it's it's sort of like where where you stand with it because you can easily Mm. have an identity crisis if you um i'd say if you follow what people say because like that tweet said people like for him, like people in Jamaica don't think you're Jamaican. People from from here don't think you're English. So it's one of those what am I? And I'm an amalgamation of things and it's okay. Mm. Yeah. And I like that you're not alone in this because like the way I feel, like another nationality will feel it. like Shay will will mm. um will feel it. You know, for example, even the whole bucket bath thing, it's yeah. It's although we're from different countries, it's something that we share that <laughs> we do. Thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it actually shows yeah. okay, we sort of have our own little dual nationality culture thing that we have going on because we have yeah. differences as well as um the things um the 
things that we share that are similar. Do you know what I always find, and I still think about it, not think about it all the time, because we yeah. always think about having kids, don't we, at this big mm-hmm. age of ours now. How to discipline my children, because the discipline I had growing up was an African discipline, mm-hmm. right? Because I lived in an African household. But, and I will still have, an, uh, I think, um, an African household with my own kids. And I remember when we were getting disciplined, there was always an element of doing bad things at school while I was still be on the first uh, plane back to Zimbabwe. <laughs> if you don't do this, summer holidays, we're looking for you a ticket to go back because you failed in school. If you fail, you'll go and do this so there. So many like threats. That. So like... I always think to myself, which way am I going to discipline my kids? Because I, I'm not trying to be funny, right? And no offense, but I don't, I don't want to discipline my kids in an English manner. For example, I, the only bit I want to take is the naughty step. I like that because it take it, it teaches um, reflection of what you've done wrong and explain to the child why why they're in trouble and why you've taken them away from the activities. I mm-hmm. get that. Um, grounding well you live underneath my house if i lock the door and i say you're not going out you're not going out who are you gonna call you know what i mean so i guess yeah no, your kids like, are undergrounding all the time isn't it? Bro? yeah do you know what i mean like that's nothing to me my dad used to always say that you're grounded well i do live here i'm not going anywhere like I, like unless you give me i have money. to ask you to go out anyway you know I mean? like, grounded from what grounded literally what am i grounded from was i don't get it like when he i said used that. to laugh in my head i'm thinking what, what is he on about i think he watched huh? the film no, I, I used to get grounded how, how, no, where did I get always, that from? Trust me, even at no. our big age no i used to get grounded I've all never the been time grounded on my life Oh my God, all the time. My little brother was always grounded. He was always grounded. At 18, he was even grounded. My dad's like, you're grounded. I'm like, dad, that's amusing so much. Like, that doesn't even have a meaning anymore. Grounding from what? I think the idea of using, sending your children back to wherever country you come from Mm -hmm. as a threat of punishment to me never really made sense yeah i think it's unfair because it makes it seem like where you come from Mm -hmm. is not a good place a place of punishment yeah it's a place of it's place of imprisonment Mm -hmm. and i mean like i said for years i didn't go to nigeria for plenty Mm -hmm. of reasons but Mm -hmm. the main reason just being my dad was never really advocating nigeria to be a place of a holiday destination Mm. so he would rather us go to holiday destinations mm. that he classed as destinations of enjoyment mm. than to go to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So for some time, I didn't even have a desire to go back because I saw a lot of friends get sent back. <laughs> I saw that I had... Did you yeah, think they're going to leave you? <laughs> no, like, as in, like, I, <laughs> I saw a lot of friends get sent back to Nigeria as punishment. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it wasn't appealing. I heard mm-hmm. it as punishment. So to me, I was like... Why did I go there? Why did why were, why were I gonna go to Nigeria? So, do you know what I mean? And it was until like I started forming my own opinions of Nigeria and mm-hmm. learning about Nigeria mm. that I started to see Nigeria in a different light. And all I I then had this serious intrigue about Nigeria. And I remember at one point I even told my parents, I'm just gonna go by myself. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, No, I really wanna go. He was like and then yeah. I think he was like, I'll feel more comfortable if we all went together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just at least not my first experience in over 20 years not being with my family but nevertheless yeah. um the idea of nigeria being seen as this place of imprisonment as this place of of negativity 
It's something mm. I think parents need to stop doing. And I think mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that with my culture because I want my children to know Nigeria. I want them to enjoy Nigeria. Yeah. I want them to yeah. visit their the, the, our mm. family that we have out there. Mm. So have a great experience of Nigeria. Mm. Being like, this mm-hmm. is where I come from. These are my roots. These are my soils. These are my loins. You know, and it'd be a case that if they go there on holiday in the summer, mm-hmm. yeah. that they enjoy it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? As opposed to it mm-hmm. being like, I just want to get back to the UK or or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. th- you can have a great time there as much as a great time exactly. that you're going to have in America or as much yeah. of a great time that you're going to have in Spain. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I, the, the sending children back home, obviously, I always think, like what you said, it's, it's making the country look like it's a place of punishment. Mm. But um, I have one of my friends who's brother was sent back home mm. and um he's actually turned out quite well she she's reformed she's taught, yeah reformed and he himself, <laughs> he, himself he himself actually wrote a letter to his mum and says i'm grateful for you sending me back home because if i had stayed in england i can see my future was not going to be great mm. only because of the freedom you allowed in this country as with children like you can't discipline there is not enough discipline and I've even said this, I say this all the time and I stand by it. I just don't think there's enough discipline. Do you think it's about discipline more so than the time to be doing the discipline? What did you think? No, they, no, they, there's too many. I'm not going to say no one's allowed to have rights. Everyone mm-hmm. should have rights. <laughs> but parents, I, without abuse, I do not condone abuse. Don't be hitting your kids with belts, uh, throwing knives throwing them down the stairs, leaving marks, bruises, and brokey breaking bones. But I I was smacked, my ears were pulled, and I never I and I'm I'm not gonna say yes it's a, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I've I'm I'm a, I'm a broken person because of it. But there's no harm in a smack here and there. And I'm not saying a smack where you're going to be torturing and abusing your child. But um, but we should be allowed to have discipline. Mm. And I think when when parents are saying we're going to send you back home, it's because they've reached a point where they've tried the methods mm. and exercised a, up to the level where we we are allowed to discipline kids in this country. Mm. And they think they just need that extra step, and that extra step can only be done if you mm. go back to the roots with how they were disciplined and mm. they've turned out all right mm. they've disciplined me mm. even though in that time trust me i didn't like to be smacked by my mom i didn't like my ears pulled when i wasn't listening mm. but to be honest i turned out all right mm. i turned out all right and i'm not saying that's what i want to do to my kids but i do want to smack my kids and i want it to be okay but i'm not going to smack them in a way to torture them and abuse them and mentally abuse, yeah. and physically because i don't condone that that's wrong yeah but smacking their hands when they're steal, stolen smacking their hands when they're touching what they're not supposed to touch mm. i can do i want to be able to do that to my kids yeah and if they don't get that that's when i think them parents get so frustrated because they're like what next because they used to like throwing it uh <laughs> or as i remember my grandma she goes she used to say to us when we're naughty go outside in the garden and pick you i'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to go to every there's so many trees in this garden how can it be you an go out there though? I'm giving you, so that it's not my choice. I'm asking you to go and get the, the stick that you want me to beat you up with. 
So you go and pick your <laughs> stick and bring it back. And that's the, the stick I'm going to use to beat you with. And so you'd go and try it on yourself to see the pain oh, level, wow. pain threshold. And then you bring it back and then you know that you can tolerate it. And if you cry, you're the one that picked the stick. Don't cry. Wow. You picked the stick. Nah, nah that's extreme though. That's my grandma, but it worked. Oh, but that's but, <laughs> <laughs> do you know i'll tell you this one time where i really deserved it like even upon reflection i knew i deserved it when i was playing with matches in my mom and dad's room <laughs> i was um i was put i was i love this story. i was playing the matches i was like oh, <laughs> I love it. what should i put fire on so i set fire on the can the the matchstick that got boring <laughs> then i did something else and then I thought, oh, let me put some fire on the on the curtain. So ah! this, and then I put <laughs> I, I put the match on on the on the curtain. Put it out, put it out, and it was fine. And then I I did it one more time, and it went up in flames. I was like, oh crap! <laughs> I ran Man. to the bathroom. I got some water and I put it out. Thank God. I was shaking. Like, my dad wasn't there. My mom was, like, this was on Wednesday. My dad wasn't there. My mom was in this country. So I was, I was, um, I was at home with, um, with the house help, right? I think she was, she was chatting to, to the lady that works in, in the cottage. So they were chatting. So I went, I went, right? My hands shaking. I went to the phone, picked up the phone. I call my dad on his on his mobile. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I said it in Shona, right? I'll say what I said. I was like, that piece of curtain, meaning I burnt the curtain or whatever. Oh, God. And then yeah, she tell, tell the phone myself. Down. Imagine I even confessed. That's how bad I felt. I was shaking. Do you know, my dad is is not someone that doesn't beat people up, but that day, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> he turned into that guy and i was like you know what that was 100 percent warranted like and then um like you know um a house help she was like to me why didn't you tell me because she didn't know she was like why didn't you tell me though because she's like i know how to sew i would have fixed it i was like i wasn't thinking like that i was like so like you know how when you do something in an african household everyone knows about it your uncles your aunts so every time you go visit mm. oh i heard you were doing this oh don't don't <laughs> let her sit near the fire oh blah, blah. and it's just like <laughs> do you know what i'm not gonna lie to you i was a bad kid when i was such a rebel <laughs> when i was younger oh i wasn't like bad in a like i don't know i was just naughty yeah, I, I, I was just naughty for no reason when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Honestly. You get smacked for that. Smacked? <laughs> I used to get beat. Eggy. I just, I was, I was just naughty. I don't even understand. Like, I would do things, but do you know what? I, I was naughty. I was naughty. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, sometimes I used to sit back and I'd be like, Still not as naughty as some kids, though. I think once I even <laughs> said it to my parents. I said, In there. Do you know what? Me and my brother were like, we were, we were good. We were good kids because... I know plenty of kids that used to have like house parties. Like, we used to get left alone in the house a lot. Mm-hmm. Or my parents would go away and things like that. And I would not even think twice to try and have a house party. 
Mm-hmm. I just no, I wouldn't. I just if they went out, that's even a fact. No one's coming to the house. No one. <laughs> I'm not having anyone you in know. the house. Like yeah. I just didn't. There were things that I just didn't do, but like forgetting things or just doing naughty random things. Just did. I just I, sometimes I think back at the things that I used to do, and they didn't make sense. Have you ever gotten slapped in front of your white friends? No. No. Yeah, one day I got my mum would like wait until we get home. Nah, I I caught a backhand in front of my white friends once. And then what they (laughs) Oh my days. Everyone at school the next day was like, Are you all right? (laughs) (laughs) You know them ones where they think they think you're receiving um, abuse. And I deserved it as well. But I just uh... my dad just gave me one ditty slap. (laughs) Wow. Was it just one person? Well, but there was a group of people. I think I was with like my football team or something. I just, mm. I just received the wickedest slap. Oh, Bam! Man. Them ones where you man. just hold your face, and he, he slapped me and walked away. <laughs> mm. Man, uh, I would have been more upset about the fact that they witnessed it rather than oh yeah, that I was I got slapped. Oh yeah. no, no, I get, I used to get beats all the time, so it wasn't even a big deal. But the fact that mm. you know, I even felt the need to do it in front of the white people, them, and I then know. he just walked away. Did it oh, like a G, wow. just slapped me and then just walked, and I just knew that I had to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You know that no, once you can't even say bye, you just you just look at everyone and you're like, that's my cue. <laughs> I know. So, you've got a brother. Do you, do you, did your brother get as much um, beats as you did? My brother's not as naughty as me, but yeah, yeah, he he, he caught some he caught some beats. But the truth is as well, he's the youngest, so there's mm-hmm. only two of us. But he he got away with a lot of stuff. Isn't it? That's what I'm saying. That's do, what I was about they? to say. He got away but with I a lot said, of stuff. Yeah, because my brothers, I got beat for what my brothers did. And I'm like, what's that? Yeah, because as if it's my responsibility. <laughs> I'm supposed to be my brother's keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. But why am I catching why am I catching beats for it? Or catching if I'm maybe trying to like, mm. cover for him. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Just don't even try and cover. Yeah. Don't even try and cover and they catch that you're covering. Ah! Oh wow. You're catching it's beats. So <laughs> You're catching you're licks as well. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. It's mad. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's a video going around on Twitter at the moment where Russell Brand is speaking on WAP. No, have you guys seen it? I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I saw a clip. Yeah, I just saw a clip. What did yeah. What did he say? Re- please remind me. Oh, can I even remember the cocks bollocks? I know he was, was trying to make it deep. Was chatting. And he was, was trying to make it deep and it's like, sir, you are the least mm. deep person. You know them people that just do fake deep, yeah? Mm. <laughs> do you know what the my friend tweeted woke. and it reminded me? She reminded me that this guy broke yeah. up, divorced Katy Perry via text <laughs> before oh. she was about to go on stage. And then you're going to oh. come here talking sideways about how um, women, the, the perspective of women in society and mm-hmm. is it lib- are they really liberated if how they're trying to liberate themselves yeah. is due to the standards that men have set for them it was something yeah. along and those lines and then he said oh is it porn myself, that's, that's, that's another thing or oh, is it porn like oh, I, what? How, oh, Lord. but this thing it's not I know it poses the question are women held to higher standards than men? What do you guys think? I think they are. Because, especially, okay, I'm just talking in a relationship way. This is the first thing that came mm-hmm. into my head. Men can cheat so many times and should be always be forgiven because that's what men do. Mm-hmm. A woman cheats one time. 
She's a hoe. She can never be trusted. She's got a, a scarlet letter in her back. Yeah, like her, her, she can never be trusted. She's gonna be the same again. Her name is spread around the whole of the country mm-hmm. and said, "Oh yeah, she she slept with so and so. Don't trust her." It could be one person. That's the thing. She could have done it just one time. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, I'm just gonna segue into something that was discussed in last week's episode, um, and I had a conversation with a listener who is one of my friends <laughs> um, about something that she pulled me up on. It was mm-hmm. when we were discussing about who deals with rejection better, men or women. And mm-hmm. I believe unanimously we all said men deal with rejection better. Mm-hmm. But she actually yeah. made mention that actually men may receive rejection on a more regular basis, but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that they deal with it better because mm-hmm. some True. of their reactions be oh, yeah. very, very mad. And okay, let's use mm-hmm. what you're talking about in terms of cheating now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bit of a weird one to uh, come pair to rejection yeah. but yeah because if you cheat they felt they feel rejected the fact that you've cheated they feel rejected because mm-hmm. he said oh so you don't want me then now isn't it quite interesting what you, the usual reaction from a man is to either leave the woman or to he, it just Tarnish they just money. they cannot deal with it they receive mm. the rejection but yeah. nest, the, the the actions that then follow can sometimes be really mad like mm. you know we've heard stories about men killing their um their wives mm. we oh, you yeah. know or their um, men killing their girlfriends mm. or their partners mm. in some sort of way or they're, be, they're them getting really really physical or abusive or we've yeah. heard of times where it's even gotten to the kids um mm. we've seen the spectrum of men's reactions to a lot of rejection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it sometimes is not great like even like when you look at incels as well like bruh Mm. these people people are not okay (laughs) like incels are not male incels are not all right but do you know what i mean like quick question male what incels what's that incels are um it's it's it stands for involuntary celibate so i don't know if it's specific to men or if it's um if it's it's across the board but i more so know men to be in cells where they usually have this hate towards women um um but and i think in layman's terms usually because they ain't getting none Mm -hmm. so Mm. they just hate women and it's because yeah. so that's why the involuntary celibacy comes from is like it's not that they want to be celibate it's just they don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't get gal they don't get gal so for that reason they're just horrible to woman they're just yeah. mean they're just spiteful and sometimes they then end up moving so mad that they kill or yeah. they attack yeah and abuse so, yeah yeah so um, they won't forget it. They won't oh, let you forget it. There was even an attack in this year, earlier this year. Oh, let's add to the madness of what's happened. Um, mm-hmm. Of there was a, mas- a machete attack in Toronto this year Mad. in a massage parlor. Yeah. Mad. So. Oh. Mad. I, oh wow! The woman died. Mad. So That's this a twenty-four-year-old woman died from an attack by a seventeen-year-old. Um, incel that's crazy that is crazy no but i think she had a point actually 
um when she said they do get rejected a lot but how they deal with it is mm-hmm. can be a bit they can't um handle that well in yeah. comparison to women true. i feel like yeah. we, we just move on we catch our l have some yeah. ice cream cry, we'll have a cry yeah talk to our girlfriends and, and, and they're like oh, you know don't but worry say, you know like, don't get it twisted there are some you. women that move very mad though they, they are, are. Yeah. scratching cars and, and then there's some windows. men that oh, don't no. move mad at all they just keep it moving Allow shout, it. shout out like to you dumb. brothers Trust um, me. but it's just a little section of you that actually moved ma- move mad or even the one that starts with the insults you know after they've been rejected like oh your oh butt is anyway mm, okay of course I'm so not so why don't you insult me now I know no. it is. Have you ever been in a position where, like, someone's like moved to you and you've sort of allowed it just so the atmosphere doesn't change? Yeah. As in, like, giving someone your number when you really, you actually really don't want to, but you just can't be bothered yeah. with the hassle of saying no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I think Shay said this one time that my get my block game is like. Quite, you know. No, it was actually one of our friends who went. She's like, yeah, I just give out my number and then my block game is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, done. I know, but... Because sometimes I, if I do, yeah, it's because I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I have been... I have done it because I'm scared, but not, to, not because I think this situation is scary, but I'm just scared of what might be because... Mm. I know how people move. So mm. it's it's just one of those like yeah. It's it's Shay, what's that um you posted it yesterday on your story and I think I you posted it as well, Rue, on your story this week about mm-hmm. women when I think it was an article that says again it's mad BBC people, women should um take oh. care when travelling at night. Women should do this, that, whatever. Women should do that. Why is it always women that have to do something so that men don't come and attack? Yeah, men, literally. Men don't get that. Men yeah. don't get that. You know, just you know, warning to say, "Oh, men, you should maybe you should be a bit more careful." Men yeah. should. But we yeah. always have to change our attitude, what we wear, what we say, yeah. in order to suit yeah. men's environment. So yeah, that needs to do you stop. know? To that, I'd say if they put in as much effort as they do in telling us what to do mm. if what they do. channeled <laughs> the exact same energy even even like more to um developing people that will not do this then it's sort of like that's that will solve the you situation. say people men let's be real men men men, men. men. Let's yeah. the men trust. that do this mm-hmm. you know th- there's so much censorship of women mm. oh mm-hmm. You know, like the fact that when a woman gets raped, mm-hmm. one of the first questions what is, was like, what, was what was she wearing? What was she doing? Where <laughs> yeah. was she? Where? Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm sorry. Where was she going? Being cross-checked and second-guessed like that, mm-hmm. in my mind, is kind of indirectly putting the blame on the woman. Yes. The woman. Yeah, and it's defending it's the man. It's either. I, I wouldn't uh, even, even say it's indirect, to be honest. It's directly because if if someone did ask you that question you are literally saying what you were wearing is what caused you because that shouldn't even be a question and it's 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 really really it's frustrating 
But yeah, and even if I wanted to walk outside naked, let's just say, but just because I'm outside mm-hmm. naked, what, who told you that you can come and touch yeah. me? It's not an invitation. What I choose to do with mm-hmm. me is got should not, not affect yeah. you. Have some self control. Everyone's got self control. Mm-hmm. Exercise your. That's why women are getting raped and sexually abused in relationships, in marriages, and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's almost excused because it's like, oh, you can't get raped as somebody's like if you're somebody's wife you can't get mm. raped i can, i'm sorry if i'm naked in a bed and i say no mm-hmm. that yeah, means no it. it should not it. mean that you yeah. continue trying or forcing or whatever or because last no 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 mm-hmm. so whether time, i'm yeah. fully dressed or whether i'm butt naked or mm-hmm. whether i'm out mm-hmm. in an environment where i can be partially naked and it's it's mm-hmm. seen as um acceptable like in a pool and i'm in a bikini it it does yeah. not matter it goes mm-hmm. down to the idea yeah. of women being hypersexualized yeah do you think like we teach women well most of little kids and women do we like the ownership of your body because i'm starting to think like we're not not that we're not taught but it's one of those you know how sometimes you can be in a club someone can just touch you like grab you like t- squeeze your bum you know all, all sorts you. of that like can you not comprehend that this is my body and do you know what i wouldn't even say it's like we're not taught maybe that was incorrect about we're not taught um ownership but um we, I feel like in the past, I would have deemed that acceptable. But now I'm more informed. Mm. And and now I'm like, I genuinely do feel violated if someone's touching me. Yeah. In in, mm. a, in a funny way. Yeah. yeah. But um, whereas when I was, I remember even this time I was in high school. I must have been 14 or something. This guy, he, he like, what did he do? He he touched my bum basically, and then at that at that age, I felt violated. I was so upset, and I went I went to tell a teacher, and there were there were no consequences for mm. for that person. So, what message does that send? Yeah, to to a young girl. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, it, it's just mad. And I do think, like, there are parents out there that teach their children about having ownership of the body or, like, oh, if someone touches you a funny way, you're supposed to report. But it's it's just for those people that don't take the report seriously sort of thing. And, yeah, it's it's, it's just crazy, man. And this is the thing. I've, I think I've also seen at, let's say, kitchen parties or bridal showers. Yeah where women are being taught how to please their husbands <laughs> or women are being taught how to look yeah. after them. I always want to, to, to find out what are men being taught. Mm. And not only that, we're always being taught, oh, women, teach your daughters how to cook. Women, teach your daughters how to clean. And trying to make them... Um, into, into like a perfect them. candidate. Into like little so, mini role. Yeah, perfect yeah. candidates to please yeah. men. What are, what are men's responsibilities... Or what are they? The elder men teaching the boys, mm. because then we are then being um, groomed from a young age to the women who are role models to younger women. 
or yeah, the older women to be younger models to younger girls or and even at school or whatever. Oh, see how your other friend, the other girlfriend is playing, teaching them to be good all the time. You can't misbehave. You can't do that. You can't be uh, go outside the box. You can't be crazy. You can't think too, too, you know, a certain way. Yeah. Like, do you know what? This goes to, um, I've noticed, um, especially with like celebrities and stuff and stuff, even like with Rihanna, you know, when she started doing like the bad girl Riri thing and because at first her image, she came out as like an all round, I don't know. Actually, what would you say Rihanna's image was before she went to bad girl Riri? Oh, I loved her it image. It was quite wholesome. I liked it. I just saw upon the replay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could just quite see her there. She was very clean. Innocent. Yeah, and girl yeah, next door, quite, mm, and then it's almost yeah. as if when when she decided to do the whole bad girl Riri thing, it's like, kind of yeah, like yeah. why why are you people look up to you, little kids look up to you, like mm. you're supposed to be. It's sort of as if they had a perception of what she was supposed to be, and it didn't really fit mm-hmm. into that box. So it's like, no, little girl, come mm. back into this box that we want you to be in. I think this happens with celebrities a lot because I, yeah. as, aside from just Rihanna, mm-hmm. we, we can look at it from um, the perspective of like Miley Cyrus. It happens yeah. to, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's m- moments where the image changes and then everyone gets a bit confused because they're like, oh, they're supposed to be young and innocent forever. Yeah. But the truth of the mm-hmm. matter is mm-hmm. no. That's not the case. And, you know, well, with Rihanna, she was very clear. Like, she she stated it in interviews and things. Like, she's not a role model. She's not trying to be out here being a role model. And I remember this was around the time where, like, she... Obviously, she... She's... It's quite interesting we're saying this now, but she's actually really changed her image. She's rebranded a lot, especially since she... she, you know her positioning with Fenty, her Fenty brands, the clothing and the cosmetics. Mm -hmm. But... Um, uh, there was a time where you know we were seeing her just smoking on you know what she was smoking she'd be out here she she'd be bunning up some weed and mm-hmm. she had no issue Classy. with it she was doing whatever she wanted enjoying to do herself, and she was yeah. enjoying her life and you know yeah. then people were like oh you're not really setting a good example and she said who said I was setting an example who said I was a role yeah. model and you know <laughs> I remember thinking that like, exactly. you know what that's quite interesting that that's that's true you know I used to really feel sorry for celebrities yeah. because they're under they're under a microscopic um, yeah, watch so much they scrutinize the so much there's nothing they can't even shit without it being wrong oh this person's shit smelt today yeah. <laughs> can they not just shit do you know what I mean it's like we're allowed to make mistakes <laughs> as people on yeah. a regular as normal people yeah. we're, we're allowed to make mistakes but with celebrities there's there's this there's almost like this um, notion that there's, they're, there's they're not allowed to make any mistakes yeah. we're very unforgiving mm. of celebrities definitely and I, I really yeah. felt her when she said it but then at the same time i feel like huh, i heard it i was like you know what rihanna i feel you i hear you you know live your life we are our own mm, people mm, but then at the same time i remember mm. thinking this also messes with my christian morals because even when mm. we look at what the bible says about like mm. um role no it doesn't might not say being a role model per se mm-hmm. but you know, there's like a verse in the Bible that says in everything set, be set apart by doing what's good in your mm-hmm. teaching, show good, integrity, yeah. seriousness, soundness of speech yeah. that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you mm. may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. And it's like, 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, mm, do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, the Bible says, Jesus said, God said. Yeah. And Jesus it's said. true yeah. because then I'm like, by the way, that was for those of you that are wanting to know, that's Titus chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. But yeah. when I read mm. that, I'm like, hmm. Mm. It might not have said be a role model, but basically what it was saying is be a role model to those around you. Yeah. Yeah. And heavy is the head. See, I like that. I like, I like that verse. It just, I think it reminds us to make sure that people, you're not only you walking, but there are people watching you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Set a positive outlook on, on, and you know, way in which you should live and stuff like that. But um, how I live my life is not trying to be a role model, but I feel like in in this there isn't I can't I can't quote you a verse verse right now, but being Christ like, so everyone has a responsibility for themselves to be mm. good. So don't be based because a human is not mm. perfect, and if you keep looking at me, one day I'll make a yeah. mistake and I will disappoint true. you, and you were trying to live true. in a in a way I Very was true. living, and they're gonna be like. I was I, I I was following you. Then yeah. it happened because everyone trips. Everyone's gonna have their ups and their downs. And one day, the day I go down, you you you're gonna be like, oh, someone's supposed to come down with you. You can't follow me. Yeah. But if Christ is who you're looking at, you've got the plain example yeah. because he was yeah. perfect. Like, I'm yeah. not perfect. me. You're supposed so to be following. So I I myself would be yeah. would, exactly. It's, I'm trying to be like yeah. Christ. I want to encourage you. Let's walk together so that we can be yeah. like Christ. But don't look at me. We're we're all on a journey yeah. together. So I like your verse because obviously it. Uh, what do you call it? Intentionally for you to consciously think about how yeah. you're acting in your yeah. walk. That yes, there are people watching you who might not know Christ, and then you might be the only. You know, outside of even just Christ, just like Christ that they just see life. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But you know what? Yeah, and life exactly. Yeah. So just point being being accountable for your actions and but you yeah. know what living living a good like way what being wrong that models. guy said to his wife when she was doing that prank on him he said follow jesus <laughs> <laughs> which, which prank was this one <laughs> when she was doing the influencer prank he said your followers tell her to follow jesus follow <laughs> jesus oh yeah i think oh, i saw it yes yes i saw i but love that I on love a level that. though I, I i think going back to what you just said tendai yeah it's taking on mm. what like this verse that i said about titus but the truth is mm-hmm. as much as i'm an example I'm not the example because I'm not perfect. Mm. So if people Mm. are looking to me as um, an example of Christ, I am just a minute example of Christ because I'm not, I'm not even up to standard at all. I'm not like, if you're looking at my life, then you're going to, I'm going to, we're going to, it's the blind leading the blind because sometimes (laughs) I'll be looking for Jesus and I'm looking at the sun and I'm getting, I'm getting blinded. Do you know what I mean? And other times I'm I'm not even looking for Jesus. I just be walking and I'm looking on the ground. So, so, yeah. So don't, (laughs) don't look at me. Like, Like, I can't do anything. I know exactly. I can't say me. Don't look at me. Don't look Can at me. Be serious. Don't. Mad. No. <laughs> Bars. 
<laughs> I'm actually done. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my days. But yeah, (laughs) but it's it is a recurring theme though. Once you become successful, you're a role model. Is it just a success thing? Once you become a parent, you're a role model. That's true. Yeah, that that I understand. That I understand definitely. You have to be a role model because that's true. And again, but um, being a role model about the only that's the only time where I've actually thought, Mm. oh, being a role model. Is when um, about I think it's um, proverbs where it says, "Teach your children the way that they must go." So they won't so depart. So doing from that, it. I can't tell my my children to do something that I'm not doing myself. Mm. So that's the only time I think about being a role model. Like you said, yeah. Once you become a parent, you're a role model because then you're responsible. Yeah, in the path they might take up to a certain age where they're doing choices yeah i think it's unfair to thrust upon celebrities role model statuses because Mm -hmm. you know these people they're just out here just trying to make their coin but that's very um, true at the same time (laughs) the nature of the business is you are in the public eye Mm -hmm. so people Mm -hmm. are going to be looking at you but i guess it's then down to the Mm -hmm. responsibility of the individuals that are watching you to understand Mm -hmm. that you are Mm -hmm. not necessarily the model of yeah. perfection mm. and that's where we yeah. go wrong that's where people start to idolize it is weird do you know what i find weird is that they have some of them they have enough time invested to create an account to be posting pictures of these people do you know what i mean do you know most recently right um you know how i've on my instagram you know how on stuff that might interest you i've been seeing like, I think it was pictures of, of Beyonce and her children. But these pictures weren't clear. Mm-hmm. They were, like, mm-hmm. a little bit fuzzy. And I'm like, surely this should be a law to be like, you can't take a picture of me if I'm holding my child. Like, Oh, we had this debate. What's that we? about? <laughs> like, what? my child has got nothing to what do, do with what I've chosen to do in my life. The least you can oh, do yeah, is... Yeah. is um. For them to have their image and likeness just be protected. And it's, Mm -hmm. for me, it's mad. Like, to be, like, um, paparazzi, like, I don't know. I can understand you covering events, but following people whenever they're doing this stuff, to me, it's just mad. It's, it upsets me and my homegirls. Yeah. I don't think I mind if they take pictures. Mm. If let's say I was a celebrity, maybe just me. I think everyone's yeah. individual, and then have their own. I, if I'm holding yeah. my child, let's just say I don't know, and I'm walking with that my child. If it take a picture mm-hmm. of us, that's fine, because that's me and my my child. But then, if you then let's say I'm Beyonce, you take a picture, but you zoom it on Ivy, um, Ivy Blue, Blue Ivy, whatever. Name whatever is. her name um, is. Wow. Yeah, I don't follow her kids. I follow Beyonce. Um, and you now started talking about my child, my child. This have you seen what oh, she's wearing? You know, have you seen I hated what, the what they were saying about the her hair. Her. It infuriates. No, exactly. Me. That's not my. That's my child. This so that that is not People my business. But if you take a picture and say, "Oh, Beyonce's out with her child," fine, that's fine. Didn't talk about what we I'm doing or where I'm going, but don't involve my child because that's not the celebrity. 
So, ladies, what are your week's recommendations? My recommendation is you should follow Sideman on everything. Because he's a G. (laughs) That's all. I think my my recommendation is based on what I... I, I'm going to say what I went through. I didn't go through anything. Yes, about what my experience yesterday when I was when I was speaking English when everyone else was speaking Shana, like it's okay, Tandai. Don't need to beat yourself up just because you you can't speak your language fluently, and you know just be okay that your dual nationality, um, pick up the good bits from both nationalities, and live your best life. Because if you try to be one or the other or can't merge the two together and you have an identity crisis and think, who really am I? And if you let what people think about you on both sides of the nationalities, you're going to just depress yourself and you will lose yourself. It's a be- it's a good thing that you're, you're both nationalities or one nationality or two or three or a mix of all. Just be comfortable in who you are and just take the positives from what you've been taught, your culture. Be proud of where you're from, where you're born, and where you live. So it's it's a thought. It's a thoughtful recommendation. My recommendation mm. is to go to Poundland, uh, Home Bargain, uh, Wilco's, any of these shops. Go and get yourself a bucket. Fill it up with water oh. and have a bucket bath. Enjoy. Wow, that wow, that's a really great that. recommendation, Shay. I've not had one of those in ages. You know what? I might actually have one. Yes, and it's quick. You know, it's yeah. quick. But it's in you won't be there for like thirty hot. minutes, do you? Because you ain't got time. You don't want the water to like cool down either. I want one as a gift. I don't. I don't feel like I'll be satisfied if I buy it myself. Do you know what I like doing? Well, (laughs) so not what I like doing. So I'm not doing it right now. But when I take a um, bucket bath, I stand. Do you stand in your bucket? What inside the bucket? (laughs) I stand in the bucket. Imagine. Do you know why? Because it keeps my feet warm. It keeps my feet warm. And then I step out of it and then I rinse. You don't bath properly. You've put your dotty feet inside the bucket. Into the bucket. No. Well, it's because. What do you mean? Is this like a suit? No, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It It doesn't make sense. So when you first get into the. You get into the bath, yeah? She she stands Mm. in the bucket. And you stand in the bucket of water. Well, it's not like I'm washing my face in it. So Tendai <laughs> walks into the bath with her dirty feet, puts her dirty feet in the bucket of water my that she uses to rinse her body. But how are you going to have space? <laughs> no, because what happens is she then she puts her feet in to warm it up while she's scrubbing her body down. Then she steps out of it and then uses that dusty contaminated water <laughs> to pour it on the <laughs> it's dirty anyway because you're dipping in your your whatever you're dipping into Mel, from the soap in no it. she needs a citation <laughs> ma'am you was wrong the same right <laughs> Mm-mm. you was wrong for that you was wrong for that 
But yeah. My feet are never dirty, you know. I could lick my foot right now. Nasty. You nasty. On that note, thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys for listening once again. And we really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving us as well. Do you know we're worldwide? 17 countries. Mad, 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 mad. Very mad. Mad. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Tune back again next week, Thursday. Um, and in the meantime, feel free to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at different twang. Or if you'd like to drop us an email, email us at different twang at gmail.com. Or feel free to join the conversation on Twitter. Hashtag different twang. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Goodbye.